0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite, ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I really enjoyed that sequence. It, it was a great boss fight. Just everything about it was 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 really cool. So, now speaking of Devil May Cry,
1: Why, what about Devil May Cry?
0: I mean, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cry rhymes with sky, and we got a new No Man's Sky update, Robert. And I gotta say, I wanted to talk about it. But I think our resident No Man's Sky expert and Hello Games self-proclaimed greatest fan, Green Badoof, is better to to tell us about this new No Man's Sky update. Let's bring him out. Let's bring him out.
2: Oh, yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Green Badoof. How we doing out there, Robert? You ready for the new No Man's Sky update?
1: I thought we were just talking about Devil May Cry.
2: Oh, well, you you might think one thing and somebody else might think another. He said... Sky rhymes with cry, and now we're talking about this brand new Singularity update. Now let me tell you about the Singularity update. It is a new expedition from the masterminds of No Man's Sky over hell Games led by Sean Murray. Come on, give it up for No Man's Sky's newest up. Maybe we should get him off the stage.
1: Mm, I think it's a good
2: idea. God, no, I got stuff to say. I got all kinds of antimatter. I'm ready to go to my next galaxy. Shouldn't you be out there helping Gamekeeper and and Blastwave find where Noise Blast is? This is my moment! This is my Summer Games Fest moment! Robert, have you been on No Man's Sky lately?
1: I've never played No Man's Sky.
2: Well, we gotta change that, Robert. I've never played No Man's Sky. We gotta get you on this Singularity Expedition because I need some some people to play with. Blastwave won't play with me anymore because he insists everything has to be done my way. Well, Green Bidelf, Maybe if you let a wave, you
0: know, do his own No Man's Sky is a game about expression, I think. Wouldn't you agree, Robert, just from seeing you know, my gameplay of it? Wouldn't you agree that it's like a game about having your own planet, your own expression? You can name everything. You can name the rocks. How about
1: this toaster, am I right? It's toaster? You know what rhymes with toaster?
2: What what rhymes with toaster?
0: Uh a new marker's on the map, am I right, Daniel? You're right, Robert. Green Badoof gonna scoot you off here. You can go scamper off and either help or go play your game. But we got some stuff to talk about today. There is a no man's sky update that just dropped, and I I, I, I always love mentioning that here on the podcast, but you can't you can't do that to us on our special summer games fest episode, Green Badoof.
2: Fine. I'll just go back to what I was doing. See you guys later. Bye.
0: Bye okay
2: so hey robert
0: (laughs) i'm a little frazzled after that anyway um like i said just before that uh we have a lot to talk about this week on markers on the map the weekly podcast gaming adventure where summer games fest has begun and as it stands i think we're doing two episodes here on it unless like a surprise nintendo direct comes along so like this this one we are recording before the Xbox conference. Um, it will have happened by the time this episode goes up, but we'll have our thoughts on that and Capcom um, in the following episode. This week will be all about Jeff's show, the Summer Games Fest you know, opener, and the Devolver showcase along with a few other little uh, pieces of news that happened um, in, in the past week. A um, little bit of DLC updates for a game that I've played and a surprise release for sure um, of a game that's coming out um but before we get started on all that my name is daniel and i'm here as always with my good friend and co-host robert to whom the eternal question is always how you been
1: ah. i have been fine doing well everything good just chilling for now how about you how have you been this week
0: uh pretty good <laughs> i've mostly been playing street fighter i think mostly same here <laughs> Like, we, if we again. have any time towards the end of the episode, which we might not, who knows, um, I, I definitely want to keep keep talking about that because, you know, it, it's been such a great launch week. They've had some server mm-hmm. issues the past few days as of as of recording. Um, the, the battle pass, ha, uh, I guess, is delayed because of that, but I'd rather have them delay the battle pass to, to fix the server issues. But, yeah, we've we've been doing the world tour, um, having matches. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of ranked. Uh, tournaments started... Kinda. <laughs> Let me ask you a question before we talk about Summer Games Fest. Uh-huh. About Street Fighter. The first tournament that happened, and I've, I've told you this out of the podcast before, but the first tournament that happened, um, I was the only one, I believe, that had uh, one entrant, myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas other rooms had you know actual tournaments going on. So the first tournament ever in Street Fighter 6 Online started at, at midnight uh, a couple days ago. And mine ended at midnight in one second with me being the winner of the tournament, which <laughs> makes which technically I won the first tournament on Street Fighter Six. Um, there was nobody against me; I was the only one signed up for that particular one. Does that count? <laughs>
1: um, I mean, that's a, that's that's a good question. Now that's now that's a good debate in the sh- in this short debate of does it count? I mean, it was an official tournament; you did enter a tournament. Just because you didn't, you know, go up against anyone, no one else entered, does not mean it. Unless the actual tournament was disqualified because not enough people entered, which it didn't. It said, oh, no, you just won. Like, no one else. No, I have the default. first
0: place thing right next to my yeah, thing. It says, congratulations, winner, or whatever it said.
1: It's, it's like, it's like, and it, say it like this. Let's say. There's a there's a there's a real life boxing match and the opponent decides to leave the ring and, and and this and that they don't be like oh it's disqualified like no he's disqualified and you know the the opponent wins the fight like yeah they they won mm-hmm. like the the thing was set up they they made it in time it's just because no one else made it in time doesn't mean they didn't they didn't also made it in time and and do the tournament
0: almost reminds me of a certain circumstance towards the end of John Wick Four where like if somebody doesn't show up on time then they basically forfeit the duel, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I guess I got a tournament win, which is where I discovered that tournament wins don't count towards the trophy, but rather match wins in the tournament, which is interesting because that makes that trophy a lot more attainable because it would be kind of mm-hmm. weird to have one out of control plat blocker in Street Fighter 6 whose trophy list is like relatively like for a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Really, really not bad at all. It's mostly just playing matches, play 100 ranked or casual or room matches, play 100 times in Battle Hub, stuff like that. I just thought it was interesting that um, mm-hmm. first tournament ever was over for me in one second because, like, nobody nobody would challenge my cami in iron rank of all things.
1: <laughs> all right. I guess so. I guess you could put it that way.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, aside from that, we did have our first little bit of Summer Games Fest this week. As usual, we're not going to talk about every single game because I think it's safe to assume that neither of us are really into MMOs or strategy games for the most part. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of those are skippable. Now, usually at Summer Games Fest, we have a lot more like stuff I would say is like skippable for the kind of content that we cover on this podcast. Um I felt mm. like the show was better paced this year than it's ever been. That might be because it, um this was the first time that he did Summer Games Fest live even though he's done game awards before live, but like it, it just felt like a, a more well-paced show and it's one of those like it's one of those things where like little things were interesting to me. There was no huge bombshell announcement, I think. I mean, for a lot of people, maybe the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer being there and not at like the Sony thing or, or their own event was surprising. But we knew about that game, and we were just we were just seeing a little bit more of that game. Um, I will say, just preemptively, we'll talk about that later in, in the in the episode. Um, but nothing about what I saw from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth makes me more excited uh, to play that over Final Fantasy XVI. Like mm. it, 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 I've talked about remake on here before, it, it's it's fine, it's just fine. But Final Fantasy sixteen the footage they showed at the at the like state of play for that was jaw dropping. It's the first time I've thought, wow, they're actually doing something like wild with the PS5 here that we haven't seen yet. That I don't think last-gen could handle and I know Ratchet and Clank is a good example of like the ultra-fast loading times to switch out You know everything on the screen but Final Fantasy 16 gives it this like practical application of it being like Immediate feedback in the gameplay kind of like you're watching, you know to go back full circle here um, Like the evolution of Devil May Cry and I know I mentioned that like what a month or two ago um, When that when that happened, well, let's get into Jeff's show First thing he showed was actually really interesting. Uh, A new Prince of Persia game in the 2D style called Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Now, as Mm -hmm. we know, Ubisoft is working on a Sands of Time remake that just got rebooted. And they've been, like, communicative with the audience on, like, yes, that project still exists. It's being rebooted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I was actually, like, really interested by what I saw here from, from The Lost Crown.
1: Yeah, uh... Uh, I'm a Prince of Persia fan. Uh, I've even played the original in the sense of not the original like computer like Apple II Prince of Persia. I play the original Super Nintendo version of Prince of Persia, which is considered like the best version because it adds like way more levels and in cool design. But it's still the original in, in it's you know, the way it's played and format uh the side scroller sort of you know back and forth up and down mechanics and non-3d designs always been the original prince of persia so it's you know kind of cool seeing that make a return with this one um it's weird i don't know because sands of times was supposed to release i think like
0: three years ago ago? three years ago yeah it was supposed supposed to be early 2021 maybe january february something
1: like that Um, so it's one of those things where did they plan to release Sands of Times remake and then this one, or when they realized Sands of Times remake wasn't going to be happening anytime soon, they said, well, we, we could do is have this other project we've been working on and just release that to hold people down for a while, because I don't really think Prince of Persia is, I'll say this, there is a fan base for it, but there's not a lot of people demanding a new Prince of Persia game because it's sort of kind of this idea of like... Hey, if we get something, we get something. And the Prince of Persia fans are very vocal of pretty much being like, We would like a new game, but they're not demanding like every Ubisoft thing to be like, oh, hopefully they show something Prince of Persia, because Assassin's Creed is a much more like stable franchise than Prince of Persia at this moment with Ubisoft. So it's kind of like this idea where like we would like a new Prince of Persia, but Assassin's Creed will definitely get a new game before new Prince of Persia. And to see this one, uh I give it a fifty fifty. It's either gonna be like, a really good, uh, back to basics, but having kind of new modern designs, like I said, it were kind of reminded me of, uh, Mario Maker 2 adding the 3D LAN graphics and mechanics and, ga- and controls, but keeping it in the still, like, 2D side-scroller platformer Mario, kind of, is also the same thing with, like, Metro Trusion, it's like, modern design, uh, Samus, but with the original sort of, uh, gameplay, Ideas And it's kind of like that. It's a 50-50. It's up in the air for me. Could be really good. Could be really bad. Am I excited? It's like I, I'm holding my excitement back because I don't want to go in and then be disappointed of not being a, 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 an okay. Even like for me, even it being okay is fine enough. I just want it to be at least a decent game.
0: Yeah. And there's a discussion, I think, to be had around pricing, um, which we will talk about when we get to Sonic Superstars. Um, but I was going to say, do you think that the cell shaded Prince of Persia, um, I don't want to say killed the franchise, but do you think that's what kind of stopped hype around the franchise?
1: Yeah, it it was entirely supposed to be this sort of hype idea of it bringing the franchise into a new direction. And it was meant to be this kind of big deal. Sometimes it doesn't always work. It doesn't because it it kind of felt... It didn't feel like a Prince of Persia game. And not in the control factor, because everything always changes with each game, how each game controls. But it's just story-wise and everything, and just slapping kind of the Prince of Persia name on top of it, it just didn't really, I guess really, you know, I was, I was eight years old when that game came out. I was seven or eight. I was young. So, you know, when I was about to play Prince of Persia, the movie came out, and then I played the Sands of Times one, and then I, I didn't know there was a 2008 reboot, but from what I can recall and gather from memory of, like, how that went down, yeah, a lot of people just didn't really rock with the 2008 one, mm-hmm. because they kind of were established with this, the earlier Sands of Times trilogy, mm-hmm. and then when the movie came out, I remember them releasing Forgotten Sands, which I did play later on, and I remember thinking, this is actually really enjoyable, I know some people debate on it if it's a good game or not, but it. It takes place within the original Sands of Times trilogy, so it adds a fourth one to that original trilogy, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would still play it. I probably am going to play it at some point again, but yeah, that 2008 one, I, it, it's one of those things where I debate on, if it wasn't called Prince of Persia and it was something else, would, ha, would it have been more successful than it being a Prince of Persia title?
2: Yeah,
0: you can point to a lot of good examples for that, too, in movies movies you know, games mm-hmm. and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, but that's, I don't know how, if you're going to add much to it, but that's just like my ordeal where it's like, it's 50-50. And for the price point, I can see this as a $40, 30 game. Yeah, I think it's pushing of, it. That kind if of they, segues us here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I think it'd be pushing it if they make it like $70 or $60. That's kind of like, it's a simple yeah. 2D platformer. I think 30 being a really great price and then 40 is like, that's a good, decent price to uh to pay for
0: well, I, I'm, I'm in the boat here where I think it'll probably be 30 on the sheer mm-hmm. fact that Assassin's Creed Mirage, I think, is a $50 game. And there seems okay. to be a trend with $50 games. Uh, the new Like a Dragon, Gaiden, which we'll get to, and Remnant 2 are $50 games. Um, but the the question of pricing is something i want to talk about in relation to this game in sonic superstars so sonic superstars is announced as a new 2d sonic with this kind of like 3d graphical you know thing going on you've got four playable characters with the kind of hint that um, fang uh, might be playable as a fifth playable character and it looks like this kind of like co-op really good looking like really crisp smooth like there's all kinds of new powers
1: it's a metro fusion ordeal where it's the design is all modern but it's still keeping the original gameplay design wise
0: yeah Um, so it looks really good. Um, it is confirmed to be a $60 game. Now, it being $60 means it, in my opinion, it should be completely fleshed out with more content than something like Sonic Mania, which was $20. Now, it's not that I have a problem paying $60 for a 2D game. You remember my favorite Nintendo Switch game is a $60 2D game, Metroid Dread. Mm -hmm. And that was absolutely worth the $60. So, what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, like, Sonic needs to be worth that $60 yeah. if we kind of assume that Prince of Persia is probably not going to be $60. I cannot see that being $60. i will be shocked mm-hmm. if it's $60. I
1: agree. But agree. we know it's that like, the
0: Sonic game is.
1: It's like, um, like, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Even, like, the first Donkey Kong. Like, this country one, obviously. And, like, Mario Odyssey and Sunshine. Those alone, at least you know it's coming from Nintendo and from their very high-end like performing team. So it's like you're paying $60, but you know it will never get lower in price because it's going to be worth every single penny you put into it. That $60 is definitely worth it. You're getting like the best of the best when it comes to platformers with those games. Now, when it comes to Sonic... Sonic's, I, I I will say Sonic's is, is is one of those 50-50 franchise where it could be enjoyable and it could be not, and may, sometimes when it is enjoyable, it doesn't mean it, it's good because some people like to enjoy, I guess, the not so good ones. But it, like I said, because I like Sonic Unleashed, I know some people don't like Sonic Unleashed. I enjoyed it, I liked it. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's fifty fifty. You can either enjoy it, but you gotta or say Sonic
0: Unleashed it. definitely has a wealth of content for the price you pay. I, yeah. I, what I want, what I don't want to see, is Sonic Superstars being a three-hour game. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's it has to. If it's a simple like three-hour game, like how we've seen with Shovel Knight, Cuphead, stuff like that, those games were what forty bucks when they came out. Yeah, I was saying it's like pretty much. No, I think you Cuphead better make and Shovel it,
0: Knight were both twenty, well, forty altogether for for both. I mean,
1: yeah. So. If that's the case, then, yeah, Sonic really needs to bring it when it comes to it being a $60 price point. Yeah, I mean, it's Sonic not Frontiers
0: the, is $60. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's not the full 70 that That's the trend right now. They're seeing if 70 is worth going towards, but $60 is not really worth it for a game you're spending three hours on, especially knowing how much Sonic fans, like, are well at these games like they're they're really great at them like they can figure out the mechanics pretty well so it's just like they're gonna beat it within the same day so is that worth a 60 dollars price point who knows we'll see
0: now look metroid dread's kind of like i know i gush about that game i know it's one of my favorites ever but i will say that i believe that is the only 2d game that's ever been full price that i've that i've bought at full price and Mm -hmm. like if Sonic Superstars is as worth it as Metroid Dread, we got a winner on our hands. If it's mm-hmm. if it's, you know, Mania, then if it's Mania-like or man- or or slightly better than Mania, then why wasn't it priced like Mania? So like the the price tag in a weird way shows some kind of confidence, I think. But I mm-hmm. am excited but also like hopeful that this is not <laughs> you know that this is like if they're gonna charge 60 bucks for this because i'm probably day one for sonic superstars I- i'm a big sonic fan um so it, you know it, it's just a worry that's been there because I'm, I'm looking at the at the prince of persia game and i'm like i, I th- you know ubisoft is kind of reasonable with with pricing at least with pricing to where mm. you know i think rainbow six extraction was what 40 bucks or something like that so it's like it seems like they're okay with pricing um but yeah a whole a whole topic can be had between those two, but we have a, a few yeah. other things to talk about here. Um, Jeff premiered uh, gameplay footage of Mortal Kombat 1. Now, we talked mm-hmm. about the reveal trailer like three weeks ago or something like that. Before we get to the more interesting complexities of this game, I thought it looked nice. As Mortal Kombat always does, it has like really good graphics, but I'm not... After Street Fighter 6, I feel like it's harder to impress me with a, a fighting game. <laughs>
1: um, the thing with Mortal Kombat 11, at least visually, it looks just like 11. Yeah, that's what I was... Uh, <laughs> I one, mean, it looks, yeah, it looks like, great. It,
0: but, like, no, but, like, it, it has no it style is, to me like Street Fighter. Yeah,
1: it's, it is 100% a one-for-one, like, model-wise as 11, you know, from 1. And it's one of those things where... Visually it just it just looks the same. So for some people maybe not grabbing this one right away is worth it because if they have eleven eleven goes on sale for a very reasonable price. It's like the 20 ultimate bucks edition like, is usually like fifteen yeah. dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like fifteen, it twenty bucks. Less. So the thing that's gonna really hold over this game for people to wanting to shift is the gameplay obviously. And they're doing something very interesting and then I'll let you talk like bring us into that, but It's one of those things where I'll probably give my couple two cents on it and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about the cameo system. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of like a tag partner-esque thing. Not like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or Mm 3 where you can switch out to the characters or Skullgirls or stuff like that. This is just essentially... Um assist moves kind of in the vein of something like a Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm where characters will come out, they'll do an attack, and then they'll go back in and have to be charged. This is not something that I personally like in any fighting game. So it's kind of upsetting to see this being like a prominent feature. This is a core part of this game is to do attacks with the cameo fighters. And from what we've seen, they can be shared with the main cast, maybe alternate versions, or they could be separate from the main cast, um, essentially being those cameo characters that are just showing up as the assists. I gotta yeah. say, it's not something that I'm down for.
1: I will say, I don't think I've played any other game besides like the first X Men uh, fighting game or was it Marvel fighting game? Uh, I think they have like a whole like pick a main and an assist like i think jubilee's an assist or something like that but that brings me to the topic of what happens when a guest assist character is only an assist character yes sub zero is a main character we've seen him he's with uh scorpion you know we see them as playable characters but we would see him also as an assist so we're like okay he's an assist and also a main character. But then it says, no, what it is, is they're two separate characters and not the same Sub-Zero. And this, in that sense of, like, don't think that Jax, that we have confirmed to be an assist it was probably not likely to be a main physical character you can play with, which brings the idea of what happens to a certain character that people have, have established to you know be their main and their favorite, and now they've been reduced to just an assist character because it kind of gives that idea of having a, a physical disc game and then realizing within the data, there's the full model, render, moveset of a certain character But now it's not they just they just cut it out the game entirely. It just doesn't exist. With this, it's doing the exact same thing, but it's showing you that you know, it's it is pickable. It's but it's only pickable as an assist. It's not pickable as a main fighter.
0: Yeah.
1: And with it just it confuses me because I think they won't allow the assist within tournaments. I I I think they will ban assist.
0: No, I think the entire gameplay of this one is based around them. I think that is the mechanical difference that sets it apart from other fighting games now. It's it's kind of it's
1: kind of one of those things where what if Scorpion can use Sub-Zero's freeze ball? And so now it's will subs, will Scorpion be a broken character because Scorpion is very is pretty much a very high tier fighter. I pretty I'm pretty much sure like a lot of people pick Scorpion. Is it is one of those things where what happens when you take a already higher end broken character and now you give them a higher end assist character? And it's one of those things where would that be fair in a tournament sense where if someone's already very well with this character and they're considered high-end broken character, these are characters that can do high damage and very fast uh, speed, and you give them an assist that can do like the craziest thing. I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't think I'm interested in Mortal Kombat 1. Because I'm not a fan of having full rendered model characters and only put down as assists and not as playable characters. Yeah,
0: I don't like and, that. Either. I, I don't like assists in general, but that kind of rubs me mm-hmm. the wrong way.
1: <laughs> yeah, because at least with like MVC and, uh, and Naruto two and three, Ninja Storm too, they're playable. You're, your yeah. assist
0: characters are playable characters, full on playable characters. They're not excluding yeah, like, anybody. <laughs>
1: Because f- from what they are putting out, if you look at the assist character roster and the main line roster that we see... We don't see everyone, obviously. They're, they're hiding a lot of them. But from the empty boxes, it looks like they're going to only release sort of one for each one. And so it's kind of this idea that I don't think they're going to have a lot of those assist characters' as DLC. I don't think it'll be possible. I don't know. Mortal Kombat 1... Uh, would I buy it for for its sixty seventy dollar asking price? Probably not. Uh, I maybe wait. I always kind of want to see what the guest characters look like. But other than that, uh, this sort of tag assist team idea is going to be very interesting, to say the least.
0: Yeah, and as far as the game looks, I mean, I know it's the it I know looks the looks footage like is insane and all that, but it's Mortal Kombat. We kind of knew it what we like were going to, we, we knew what to expect when, before they showed the footage, we're like, yeah, we mm-hmm. probably are going to see, you know, the usual Mortal Kombat type fare and lo and behold, there it was. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. All right, moving on to some other stuff here. Um, trio of twos games that feature the number two. Spider-Man Two. They announced a release date of October twentieth and shared information that it is not Eddie Brock that is Venom.
1: I've heard. I guess we can speculate that it's maybe. It, <laughs> there's a lot of people say Terry, and that's not even like a, a spoiler. It's pretty yeah, much a yeah. lot of people are going with that. I had a very interesting discussion with a uh, with a friend. And he pretty much said, maybe it's Peter. And that they're lying to the audience saying, what if that concept art is meant to throw the audience off? And that Peter does become Venom. And that's how it goes by. Like, Miles has to save Peter from himself being Venom. And that's an interesting idea. I think, okay, that's pretty interesting too. Uh, so, But at the end of the day, it's it's up in the air who it is. It could be frank from down the street that turns into venom who knows a new character that's introduced in this game that's only part of this universe we won't know until we play the game them being very strong about releasing it within this year and especially giving a release date that was also pretty interesting that was something i wish
0: they would have done like two weeks ago at the playstation Mm -hmm. thing (laughs) Um, but yeah, this, this, we didn't get any new footage or anything, but like, this is like, Mm -hmm. I'm ready for this. They showed some of the suits that come with the digital deluxe. There's like a Kamen Mm -hmm. Rider-esque tokusatsu suit for Miles. It's really cool. I'm I'm very excited for this Mm -hmm. game. Like, oh.
1: Yeah. uh, So October 20th, this year, 2023. Uh, so that is going to be an interesting release date because another game also releases that time, but yeah. Like three uh, days early. Alan
0: Wake 2. Yeah. (laughs)
1: but with spider-man yeah nothing new they just announced a release date and uh what the collector's edition looks like and what concept art but the only one that was new is Ven- venom craven was sort of shown but we already knew craven was going to be there yeah. stuff like that i guess uh with craven his 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 um minions use a uh, like actual yeah it looks like, like they tech, have like,
0: tech but he doesn't use any tech
1: yeah he doesn't he's one of those he's definitely that villain that's at least that's what the concept art looks like because
0: their axes and knives were like lit up and his yeah well craven
1: as his character is sort of portrayed he is pretty much the i like to play on even grounds playing field like i don't like to use anything that gives me an upper hand i want it to be a fair game
0: yeah um so yeah spider man 2 and like i said three days before that comes out alan wake 2 we got gameplay Mm -hmm. of this I'm um, very Resident Evil 2 remake-esque in the gameplay for this, and it wasn't a long segment mm-hmm. or anything, but, like, no. it, it, it's it's got that Remedy look of, like, the graphics of this are really good, and I have no doubt that this will be a great game. It's just... I kind of wish we could have got a little more because there was a lot of talking before <laughs> this, um, mm-hmm. and we got maybe, like, three minutes of gameplay. But, I, I mean, I liked what I saw. I, I definitely have this... Like, this game's on my radar after the uh, PlayStation Showcase trailer for it because I'm like, okay, now they're turning this into, like, Resident Evil here.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a, that's a theme with this showcase, I think. They don't show a lot. They just like, really announce and show a bit of it. But, um... Alan Wake 2, I can definitely see how when people play the original... I think they got the wrong impression of what it was gonna be, and so now they're sort of thinking like, "Well, what if we just add that sort of what people imagine it to be?" And yeah. now they're ad- adding this whole sort of survival horror things like you know evil within and Resident Evil and like uh, what's it? What's another game like Dino Crisis and stuff like? Just kind of like, like you know, it's yeah. like okay, this is this is that sort of uh, take them you know survival horror puzzle area stuff like that uh we'll see looks interesting it's following not necessarily alan wake but it seems like they're teasing him to be in the story in some way shape or form yeah Uh, so they said to be a new character what what
0: what they said was interesting in that you can switch between alan and the new character or you could Mm -hmm. play through as either one of them so i guess you could switch at any time but you also don't have to Mm -hmm. switch which is interesting it kind of takes that Resident Evil 2 approach of, like, yeah, you can play as Leon or Claire in their own separate things, or you could just do Leon A, Leon B, Claire A, Claire B, stuff like that. Um, so I thought that was an interesting thing. I want to see how that works or how hmm. things change. Because, uh, like, when they first said you could start switching between worlds as, like, Alan Wake and the new characters, I was like, oh, so, like, Metroid Prime 2 or stuff like that. But then he said something about you don't necessarily have to switch. So... Oh no! Remedy just usually has some like interesting ideas for their games, so uh, mm. this is on this is on the radar. Um, we have one other game right now that has a two in the title, Remnant Two, July twenty mm. fifth. Now we we've not seen much of Remnant Two since it was announced. Um, it looks amazing. I loved Remnant. We like. I think both of us liked Remnant, but both of us had the same issue with the same part of the game. Yes. I, yeah plus the bitterness of the 60 frames update being released for it right after we were done with it um but i i think remnant 2 looks cool i, I don't know if i'll get it at launch but i kind of want to play it at some point because it wasn't a ba- remnant not a bad series at all remnant's like just think of dark souls but also cowboys
1: <laughs> it's it's a double a game so there's not really much to expect but for what they do give it is pretty it, i mean it's Probably better than most what AAA games would do with that type of uh, gameplay idea and style. So it wasn't a bad game at all. So
0: the only negative I, I can, I can think about Revenant try. is the fact that like it can get frustratingly hard. But I guess that mm. just comes with the soul genre.
1: Yeah, I yeah agree. Pretty much, I think we are on the same page when it comes to Revenant
0: so some horror things here we had nicholas cage announced as himself for dead by daylight and the man the myth the legend nick cage came out and spoke to jeff um i thought that was pretty cool i don't play dead by daylight but i like nick cage i don't mind nick cage and you know that was that was cool i know you haven't played dead by daylight in a minute but you know nick cage
1: <laughs> very weird that it's not really tied to anything it's just nick cage nicholas cage it's the um, most meta thing too
0: isn't he like playing himself as an actor who's doing a movie in the dead by daylight universe? yeah
1: instead of it being nicholas cage it is just nick cage and um what does this remind me of what what other person was just in something just just like hey yeah it's just, i'm just gonna be in this what was the last time sort of something like no that? i
0: know what you're talking about there's a few things that are like that It's Mm -hmm. like an actor showing up in a movie playing themselves. Like, Mm because, of course, that. Or like an over exaggerated version of themselves. I think it was Zombieland that had, like, Bill Murray in it or something. Bill
1: Murray was definitely one of them. It's, I guess it's a common sort of trend, but it's not very common in the game industry when a person who decides to star or guest star in a video game it is them playing a different character it it wings sort of to the game the player being like yes i know you know who i am and i understand you know who i am but i'm not that person i'm playing a different character this is sort of still, still the same thing where it is not nicholas cage as nick cage but it, at the end of the day it is just nicholas cage and dead by daylight yeah. um dead by daylight is going to be interesting um I know they're losing I believe they're losing uh Leatherface because the new Leatherface game is coming out. And that's that's not new because I think they lost the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. They can't get Demogorgon anymore. Um very interesting. Also which also kinda of brings the the topic real quick. I was gonna say the uh, the Jason game is gonna be No, the delisted. Friday the thirteenth game is getting yeah. listed. And I think they're uh, having a ever...
0: private server version or something for probably Yeah, until next year. Yeah,
1: yeah for a year.
0: I think Knockout City, that one live service game, is also, like, ended development, and they're doing the same, like, private server thing, too. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. all these live service... Like, we've talked about that game on here, too. Like, live services, like, mm-hmm. it's got to have player base, it's got to have funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A whole
1: topic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the whole topic, but the idea is kind of like... They're not definitely going to bring Jason in anytime Dead by Daylight soon. Maybe if the original writer he did get his rights back, whatever they do with the IP, whatever. But maybe if Nick Cage being released in Dead by Daylight does very well, maybe they might actually just bring in a lot of cool guest starring stars within Dead by Daylight. Oh, maybe yeah, not that, as the survivor. That, that
0: kind of opens the floodgates up for that too. Yeah, yeah,
1: maybe not as even as a survivor. Maybe that maybe they're the they're the
0: bad guy. They're the antagonist yeah. of, of the game. <laughs> I I didn't even think of that. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. So aside from that, then, we have a few other horror-type things. Um, Mm -hmm. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. Not what I was expecting. Not usually a genre I go for, but it looked like it could potentially be fun if not bogged down by, like, Back for Blood mechanics. Like, this look Like, Saber Interactive, I believe they did, you know, World War Z, which is a good co-op shooter zombie game. Um, I mean, this looks... Like it could be fun, the logo looks like it exudes fun.
1: <laughs> I literally said this when it was shown, and everything as long as they do not have some live service stuff. they don't have a card system, they don't have a weapon upgrade system. They keep it to basic format, Just you and your buddies, just having a great time going around, surviving, getting to the end of the map, and you know finding off hordes of the undead. hey. It's fine, as long as they keep adding some d l c refreshing updates with new weapons and gear and stuff like that, but no card mechanic, no life service ideas, and it will be fine. I think if it's a twenty thirty forty dollar game around there, probably like thirty forty bucks. I think if a guy's like, oh, pick it up, the four of us. It's only a $40 game. The four of us can be on it and just play it however long we feel like and stuff like that. It'll be fine. It's John Carpenter, I-, I like him. He he's does some really cool stuff. So it's sort of this idea of, like, just don't make it I've service he so much because yeah. we've seen it ruin great games like Avengers. We do
0: know that, like, games like this tend to... T- you know move in the direction of live services but i've never heard anything bad about the progression of dlc in world war z like it's it's not in the in the in the sense where there's like battle passes or something like that i I doubt i don't think there is i've not played it but i don't think there is there is some dlc packs but Mm -hmm. what shooter game nowadays doesn't have dlc packs live service or not so it's like some stuff i think we just have to expect i also am in the boat of not thinking this will be a full priced release because i don't think world war z was um but yeah i mean it looks like it has potential i was more excited by this than i was the first time they showed um back for blood which was like what two Mm -hmm. summer game fests ago two or three something like that Mm, that (laughs) game did not last yeah and oh boy and why. i played that game. we
1: have opinions yeah we've have our our opinions on it yeah. the wasn't the most enjoyable game yeah. but uh world war z seemed to have a really nice feedback from people playing it so yeah the only complaint i've heard that about momentum. that
0: is the same complaint as i'd have about remnant it it can get just too hard so i mean yeah so i've thought about getting it at, at some point but you know what I, I mean it's a co-op game first and foremost and playing those solo is like it's not, as, it's not as fun to play like, Aliens Fire Team you know Elite what? by myself.
1: Look, Alien Fire Team Elite, same thing. Difficult game. If they just down the difficulty a bit, that game is enjoyable. It still is enjoyable. Or it's just, it le- does or get just very do difficult. just do
0: checkpoints. That's always been my complaint. Or, the, it's here's ridiculous the thing. how long the levels are.
1: Fireteam Elite would still be playable and be it is still playable? It would be playable I me mean, today if they just added more DLC maps and stuff like that and weapons and characters. Yeah. That and maybe different enemy types. Not this card mechanic or live service system of a battle pass. Just add stuff like that and I would keep coming back to it.
0: Um moving on here to our third horror themed game, Lies of Pete. This is a bloodborne-esque take on Pinocchio. Um mm-hmm. this has been just kind of rolling around there for a few years now or at least a year um i don't have much to say however i will say there is a demo out and i might give that a shot and i might have some thoughts on it um in a week or two here but i i just think applying a bloodborne-esque aesthetic to something like pinocchio is kind of a genius (laughs) move because the game Mm -hmm. looks moody it looks very like um, steampunk meets like Bloodborne-esque like, werewolves and stuff like that. It, it just looks cool. Um, like gothic yeah. steampunk almost. So mm. uh, while I don't have much to say about how it plays because I haven't tried the demo yet, I will say that like as far as style goes, the uh, mechanical enemies that we saw in the trailer are very like Like this is what I'd expect if Bloodborne took on if like Miyazaki from from software took on like a a cyberpunk Mm -hmm. or not cyberpunk a steampunk setting. So that's all I really got to say about that. Few little few smaller things. Twisted Metal's TV show got a new update featuring Will Arnett as the voice of Sweet Tooth. He's played by Samoa Joe. Um, it kind of showed us this more comedic thing that like. Twisted Metal is a really off-kilter comedy-type thing.
1: I do not think the original Twisted Metal stories can work. And in a very, very... Like, it works, but not for the masses. It's one of those things where I do understand why they dial it back it seems like they're going to do that and it makes sense why i'm not debating on why they should do that because if they didn't do that it wouldn't really work for them like well this feels
0: more like the ps1 twisted metals in tone because twisted metal black is the outlier and that it's the serious Mm -hmm. one And then Twisted Mm. Metal for the PS3 is, like, kind of serious, but it's also not taking itself seriously. But the old ones are just ridiculous. So seeing Sweet Tooth and Anthony Mackie's character having a fight in the middle of a casino and then singing a song, like, seems on brand for me. And I think the people that are, like, dissing this, maybe it's Twisted Metal, man. It's about a clown driving around an ice cream truck that has machine guns on it.
1: It's one of those things where if someone had this idea of GTA has always been a 3D game, it never was. It was a top-down game. 3D only came during the third part of the series. Same thing with *Twisted Metal*. Like people are like, oh, it needs to be this sort of very serious. It would not work a lot. It wouldn't work for a lot of people. And you look at the originals. It's not as serious. It's very campy, very you know, funny stuff like that. I also think and if they did
0: a GTA show, that it would also have to be really like comedic because that world mm-hmm. is pure satire.
1: Yeah, it, it's sort of this idea where characters like a clown driving his ice cream truck and demolishing
0: there's a dude hooked up to two giant wheels that rolls around in twisted metal people cannot go into this show thinking that it's going to be some super serious
1: i think and maybe they're thinking like kind of like how the last of us is a very seriously taken show yeah but the last of us is a very
0: serious game
1: very It's sort of like this twist. I it, because people probably like was on black on Twisted Metal black, and now it's like, well, that doesn't really really fly in in a TV show. We gotta bring back the the this funny and campiness to it. But uh, well, that's whatever, you know. Twisted Metal.
0: Yeah, I just need them to show some car combat, or maybe they're saving it for the show. I don't think it's gonna be a particularly high budget show. I don't think it's gonna be the greatest show ever made. But I am excited for it because I'm a fan of Twisted Metal. That's just how this this how it is gonna be. <laughs> Um, Optimus Prime is coming to Fortnite. I like the model for Optimus Prime in Fortnite.
1: (laughs) He's in. Oh, he's already in? The season just dropped uh, today, yeah. Okay, that's
0: cool. And we saw Transformers.
1: We did, we saw Transformers, it was pretty good. Uh yeah. I thought I'd never seen a Transformers movie before, so I thought it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was very good. I, I really enjoyed this one. But yeah, he's in he's in Fortnite. I really like the model of Optimus Prime and Fortnite. It looks cool. I, I don't know if it's gonna get me to play Fortnite, as many things have tried, but it's always nice to see when they get like a really cool collab like this. Jeff ended the show. Now some 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 pre discussion real quick. <laughs> He announced the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis mobile game, and then the man said, speaking of Final Fantasy, to the audience's sheer hype, only for mm-hmm. it to be like a DoorDash promotion with, like, Final Fantasy XIV or something. Um, a very funny moment. Um, like, a, a, a very funny meta moment. But he did, he did deliver a, a look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the sequel to Remake. Um, if you've played Remake, I'm not going to spoil it here, but you know it's it's... It's different. Um, this shows the more open, you know, expansiveness of Final Fantasy VII. It shows more action you can play as. Barrett, Tifa, Red Thirteen, Yuffie, Cloud, Aerith, you know, whoever you want to play as, or Control, at least for the moment. I'm sure it's just Cloud in the, mm-hmm. in the overworld again. Um, looks great, sure. I, they, I think they made a big deal about that it'll be on two discs, so a big, big game coming mm-hmm. up. I gotta say, mm. I've played Remake. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I still think Final Fantasy sixteen is the game to get excited about from Square Enix.
1: I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. i never played any of them, so I'm just here listening to your opinion on it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have a really opinion on it. I've never played them.
0: Yeah, but I don't think you saw that trailer and were like, it, like floored by anything.
1: Well, it's also what the type of game it is. All right, for me, it's not a turn-based.
0: Be... It's an action. No, RPG.
1: no, I I'm not into the fantasy fairyland sort of thing. Things like like dungeons and elves and so. I just it doesn't really go. I don't really rock with it. It's a weird well, thing. Yeah, but well, fi- I just don't of,
0: like some Final Fantasies are like that, but not not seven. Seven is more of like a like a a future where. Um, those in power, like the electric company, makes people live in, under like a dome, basically.
1: It has like that fantasy sort of, I don't know, campiness. I don't know. It's just like it's not really my type of thing, yeah. and that's fine. I'm saying it's not my thing. If it's your thing, that is fine. You enjoy what you enjoy. I'll enjoy what I enjoy. There's nothing wrong for what we enjoy in, but it's just like I it me being be, you saying that I never got excited for seven is like well, I wouldn't really be excited for seven, but if someone else who maybe likes that type of genre of like like final fantasy stuff was you know, okay, it looks interesting, maybe we can get their opinion on them, but I'm not that type of person, so that's yeah. basically what I'm saying like I can't really take saying like it's not going to be great or it's not going to be this and that because I don't really want to give an opinion that i'm not really like
0: take, take i can it from me. I can't really say much yeah I thought seven remake was fine. But sixteen mm-hmm. being like a Devil May Cry like almost makes me infinitely more hype for that. Because seven remake has this hybrid between action RPG, yes, but you could also freeze and choose an attack if you wanted to, or like select your teammates attack. I don't know. Maybe it was the pacing and maybe this one will be a lot better in that regard. But also mm-hmm. to avoid spoilers, like there's probably gonna be some shenanigans in this one. <laughs> How long
1: seven has been like, and you know the original seven has been spoiled forever. Like it's yeah been spoiled yeah, but for so seven, seven has remake has separate spoilers. The trailer, <laughs> the but the thing is, the trailer for the new one does have a certain thing. I feel like you know what if people who never played the 7 remake and they're looking at this like wait this is a sequel to that but this certain thing is there you know, yeah. know what i mean there were things you know that i was like did like, this happen so like, in wait the original
0: minute. 7 cuz i'd never finished the original 7 i'm like did that actually happen cuz i don't know if that happened um
1: no there's so a certain there's a certain thing that happens in 7 that's pretty pretty massive oh, and well, now yeah, that you that look thing. at the new trailer yeah and it's like wait like what's going on so now now it's kind of like this idea where maybe people who didn't play 7 And they've been spoiled by it or like, wait, I thought this was a sequel. Why is this here? What's that? Like, it's sort of like kind of like for those who know, you know, that's I'm trying not to spoil it because for those who know, they know.
0: Let's just say it's the most Square Enix way to quote unquote remake a game. And I don't want to be down on the game or anything, but like I'm not as hyped as the Final Fantasy fan base for this one, mostly because, you know, 13 is my favorite Final Fantasy and 16 just looks incredible. So I can't. After playing Remake, I, I feel like I can say that I personally am not, like, as thrilled.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll say this for this uh, game Summer Games Fest. Uh, it was fine. It was okay. Things that, you know, were meant to be exciting, like Spider-Man, it only added one new thing. It, it already had its big moment earlier with official gameplay footage. So, it's sort of this idea of, like, they just made an announcement of the release date. That's fine. Yeah. We knew what's coming out in, in the, the autumn season. Um, so... It was fine. I think this Game Fest was fine. Nothing really crazy got my eye. But also, I don't want to say to a lot of people who weren't excited for it. I I thought there
0: was was enough little things to make this the best one he's had in years. Because, like... I don't know, I got excited for Prince of Persia, I got excited for Sonic and Spider-Man, I liked Remnant's trailer, I liked the Twisted Metal, you know, promotion they did, and even the Final Fantasy Rebirth trailer was fine. It's just like, there's a lot of little things that added up, and the show felt breezier, because it's usually really padded out with the MMO stuff, at least, it it feels like the two hours was, like, fine, when it, I feel like it's gone longer than that before, with, like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's what's coming to... Warframe or black desert online or stuff like and they only sp- seemed to spend a little time on that so like I, I appreciated how breezy it was oh no I think jeff mm. does a good like live in front of an audience um show mm. um so I mean I- I'm gonna give it an a minus like I-, I i I was sufficiently excited
1: I-, I I give it a low b even a c some I can't even go there it's it was fine it was okay I give it a low B rating
0: we also had real quick we had Devolver's Devolver was, show.
1: <laughs> it was quick. It was a quick show. I think the actual ev- uh, show itself was more interesting. Yes. The, the games, they like games, but Wizard but with a Gun, we've seen thing. it.
0: I don't think either of us it's like, like we've that genre. Seen it, I told yeah. you it stresses me out, but I like the style. Taylor's Principle we saw the other day. Baby Steps mm. is like getting over it where you're walk, learning how to walk, basically. And mm-hmm. Human Fall Flat 2 is a physics-based kind of puzzle-solving game. Already the first was one is on a yeah the first one was on a uh p s plus uh extra mm-hmm. i believe um I tried it it's not my cup of tea um but the show this whole fake documentary about a mascot that actually uh, it's Balty. not fake to me it's real I played Va when I was a kid
1: Vay <laughs> is a real is a real thing he's real i mean it's this idea of if th- that if that character is now living in your mind does that not make him more real than anything in your <laughs> actual world because you see him as a real thing I mean, sort of how people you see people and now they're in your head so within like the idea of how you are in my brain data of I like a uh, Daniel how he looks and how he sounds and how he acts Vaulty's sort of in that same idea so is Vaulty not real
0: Oh Volvi.
1: <laughs> oh because Vol Vol Volvy Oh, I keep messing Volvy.
0: They had Volvi, but then they had VolvE, the AI generated. <laughs> it, it was it was uh, like Devolver usually does this kind of like mid two thousands um, Adult Swim live action show, but I feel like this one was especially. I, I especially good well done this whole entire documentary with the the creation of our beloved volvi and his downfall and now they have E, the ai generating robot that you give mm-hmm. a prompt and it'll make a game like talos principle 2 like what if talos principle but 2 um uh, mm-hmm. somebody should have whispered shadow warrior 4 into E's ears and <laughs> mm-hmm. give a give us uh, another give us another classic
1: I guess the Devolver show, I think the actual show itself was great. It was fun. I think the announcements were kind of... It was lackluster. I think it's stuff we've already seen, and they're just reannouncing it for a release date. And Mm -hmm. sort of this idea of, like, it wasn't really a lot. And I don't know they did, though. I think it's sort of this idea of, like, maybe... We now have a lot of new releases coming out because the idea of not new announcements, but we're, we're releasing stuff. We're not announcing anything new right now. So let's have let's make the budget better with with Vault with Volvi. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like let's go even more and more crazy with how much we can do with this character.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, Devolver Conferences. are where a lot of like very interesting games have been announced. Fall Guys was announced at a Devolver um, show. Cult mm-hmm. of the Land Um, Plucky Squire was announced where they showed that at the PlayStation showcase, so they probably weren't going to show it again. Um, stuff like that. But, you know, the Enter the Gungeon arcade cabinet that they did a few years ago was wild because it was, like, real, and then, like, the Volvi merch after this one was also real.
1: (laughs) Crazy. I will say I did like one of the Volvi merch shirts, but it's just the color was off. I'm still debating on getting it, but I'll see. But...
0: I love how they looped in developers like Shuhei Yoshida. They like the PlayStation dude. Oh. He, they had him with the Volvi shirt on.
1: <laughs> I will I will say uh if you were by Volvi, what would you make? Because I said I've always liked that Rocky Rodent RPG idea, kind of like Superstar Saga, that kind of, of style. One of Nintendo but with Rumors, Rocky Rodent, and it's the Rocky Rodent, oh, Rocky Rodent Universe, and like, like Mario and the Seven Star, and Seven, like, Star Saga, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that one, uh, by Square Enix, which is funny, it's from Square, but, uh. It's kind of like what game would you put? Because I would really like, I would really like that game, a rocky road RPG game. What would you tell Volley?
0: Didn't we have a Power Rangers Dynasty Warriors type thing? I think anything that hasn't Maybe, been Dynasty Warriors, Star Wars, the 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 serial mascots, or <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah but the announcements, mm, like I said, they 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 were they were fine. They were kind of. I think they because the sh- they had yeah. to be. I think I think Devolver yeah, just wanted show... to do
0: this Adult Swim esque thing. <laughs>
1: Good show. It was a good. You yeah, should watch I, it if you haven't watched it. Just watch it. I thought it show. was
0: very enjoyable, as as always. But you know, it just seemed like the production values on this one were like tops, tops.
1: Maybe um, they're hyping up Volvi so they could sell really good merch of him yeah. and then recuperate <laughs> the with, with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, we have a few more the things pods, to to quickly rush <laughs> through here. Nintendo Switch Online had a surprise drop this past week for some new game releases. Um, for Game Boy Color, we have Blaster Master Enemy Below and Kirby Tilt and Tumble with Tilt Controls. Yes. Super Nintendo got Harvest Moon and NES got Mystery Tower, which I believe this is the first time Mystery Tower is being released in the US. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it is. That's cool. Now, Nintendo announced, Stealth announced, I would say, on their Twitter, everybody Mm -hmm. won to Switch. Um... Now, a pe- like, I had read a while back, sometime last year, that there was a sequel that wasn't testing so well. This must mm-hmm. be it. This is being kind of, like, there was no trailer with the announcement. It's just, like, everybody, 1-2-Switch is coming. I think it's $30. I don't think I want this for my collection. As somebody who's played 1-2-Switch, I do not like 1-2-Switch. I have played it. I do not mm-hmm. like that game. So, Dang. it's safe to say that I'm going to probably pass on this one. But I'm interested in how it reviews. Because apparently this one was not testing well. So I think the mm. most interesting thing about Everybody Want to Switch is talking about Everybody Wants to Switch. <laughs> um, and finally this week, big, big news for a small game. Shredder's Revenge is going to get DLC. They are saying there's new characters. Mm. They revealed Usagi, who is like a rabbit um, comic book character who kind of joins the Turtles from time to time. And there's a new mode, I believe. I'm assuming the other playable character will be Shredder. They haven't said, but like, I think it's a valid guess. Um, but they mm. are adding color palette changes, which is something I have wanted for this game since day one. You can make them look like the, the NES Turtles, man. I, oh, I love Shredder's Revenge. Um, we need to play through the second half one of these days because i know we've played through the first half and i played the full game with my sister so um more shredder's revenge is never a bad thing so yeah i think that's all for news this week big old start to summer games fest there is one thing Mm -hmm. that will be revealed um at the xbox thing that has been revealed uh before it but we will talk about that next week Let's just say Mm -hmm. I am very, very, very excited for (laughs) this particular game. Um, But we'll talk about that next week. For right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode?
1: Yeah, that's your wrap of this crazy week we had with Summer Games.
0: Yeah. All right. And as always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five-star rating and review. Download an episode and subscribe and listen on google podcast or spotify if you're on any of those um we'll probably be back with like i said xbox showcase capcom showcase and whatever other news pops up next week and if as usual if we have time we'll be delving back into discussion on street fighter 6 but for right now we like to end every episode with a famous video game quote and this week's quote is near and dear to my heart it is you know ellie We really are the... Speaking of Final Fantasy, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.
1: Later.